0: Welcome to Paradox, the time travel podcast. I'm Nick Herwich. I'm Phil Hornshaw. And we are co-authors of the book, So You Created a Wormhole, The Time Traveler's Guide to Time Travel, and The Space Hero's Guide to Glory. Today on the podcast, we're going to be covering Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Uh, you might be saying to yourself, if you were only born in the last 20 years, <laughs> but wait, aren't there only two of them? No, we're talking about the 1993 joint from the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. And we're doing it sort of in conjunction with the new sequel, Out of the Shadows, which came out last weekend and is already not doing super well.
1: Yeah, I need to go see that. I'm a big fan of that first Ninja Turtle reboot movie. A big fan? Are you a big fan? I am. I, I am on the record as being a big fan. Right. I told you when we came out of the theater I was a big fan. <laughs> I keep talking about it. I keep talking about it in a positive light to other people. I've watched it twice more since then. It's real. It's good.
0: It's mostly not bad. It's um, a fun movie. The, people are shit. The thing, <laughs> the thing I really don't like about it is um, is the, the reveal that the turtles belonged to April when she was a girl. And it's like... Why does everything just, have to be like family and like oh, it was destined, and it happens in every movie now it's bad,
1: that's true, but in this case it's it is because I think the focus is family and like sure. that's that's fine thematically, it works there. It's not just like, oh, wow, destined to be together like it's not it's it's turtles, it's not like that, you know yeah, but I mean? compare <laughs> like,
0: compare that to original April O'Neill who was. Just so random. Uh, Yeah, unmarried and just a rando and was addicted to her job and her father had just passed away and she found the turtles and they became her family. That's much more interesting than
1: like, like actually I owned you when
0: I was a little girl.
1: It's zero difference. It makes no difference at all because all it does is give the turtles a slight shortcut toward trusting April in an important moment. That's all it amounts to doesn't change it who any of them are yeah well that's
0: that's all the more reason that it was unnecessary just things can be things can be happenstance it can happen not everything has to be destiny and and tied together
1: i think it was much more about the villain dude than it was the kids
0: Sure, in this case. Well, yeah, and that's another thing. It's and like, like giving a- a- that. April's giving,
1: dad worked for him. and Well, making that. that like a personal, again, because otherwise just like, I'm a guy. Right. Who are you folks? And like that makes him hard to access as far as character building and stuff. He's just no one. Anyway, it's yeah. yeah. a minor thing. I didn't really think it was a big deal. I didn't read it that way at it's just,
0: all. It's just a little dumb. It's more about how I feel about that trend in movie writing in general, it happens yeah. a lot where it's just trying to, trying to make everyone like oh actually it's my brother and actually yeah which is we bad used to know each other yeah it just it happens all the time and it's lazy I agree um, it's like the the illusion of some sort of weightiness or destiny right um, anyway before we get into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three which is a time travel movie we are in a time travel podcast uh, if this oh, is yeah. your first time listening to Paradox what we do is we break down time travel movies um, using their own internal rules and logic. Um, So we get our hands deep into the tangled webs of time travel movies and hopefully books and TV shows at some point. One day. And we (laughs) attempt to untie, demystify, and analyze. So we hope that by the end of each episode, you'll have a better understanding of your favorite time travel stories than ever before. Um, I'd also like to announce that we received our first ever... Donation to the Paradox Podcast. I want to give a shout-out to... Uh, oh, I had his name. <laughs> oh, right not prepared. Ernest Graham. Ernest Graham from Ireland. Uh, oh, thanks. Yeah, pretty awesome. Um, donated $10 to the Paradox Podcast, which makes us feel warm and fuzzy and helps us rent movies and pay for our editing software and all that stuff. Uh, if you like what we do here on the podcast, you too can donate on the timetravelguide.com slash Paradox Podcast. Yes, Paradox Podcast. <laughs> and on any of the pages, on any of the uh, the native links, um, there's a donate button and you can donate or not or keep listening and rating and we appreciate that too.
1: Yeah, or if you prefer, grab a book um, and hopefully you'll enjoy it because those are them too. Yeah. Those are a thing <laughs> If you like this
0: podcast, you'll like our books and vice versa. So, okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. Oh man!
1: Yeah. Speaking of which, when you were talking about your favorite time travel movies being demystified, this is not one of those. No. Favorite. <laughs> this does not rank among favorites, quote unquote. Uh, it's it's a bit of a mess in like every possible way.
0: <laughs> I actually was like, I was prepared. I was prepared to just be embarrassed for my no. eight year old self, and I was actually like, you know what? There are some good ideas in this movie. Um, uh the the turtles are ninjas right ostensibly they're ninjas splinter came from japan so like the idea of sending them back to japan and somehow uh you know tying them to the legacy that they don't really know anything about other than what splinter tells them is interesting uh it doesn't really capitalize on that it's kind of unrelated shogun samurai yeah, warfare
1: it doesn't get into any kind of real uh, look at Japan or what that stuff means to the turtles at all. Yeah. Right? Like they don't take anything away from it really. No. <laughs> so you'd think it would be a good character building moment. And yet no, not used as character building at all. Yeah. Really just a fun reason to do different uh combat, like fight guys with swords instead of Foot Clan losers. Yeah. Pretty much.
0: And I was really struck by the lack of levity. Like, it's just the... I mean, it's part of what the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are, but they're always quipping and high-fiving at moments you think would be serious, or or they revert to, hey, we're just having fun here, after just wiping the floor with a room full of dudes. <laughs> um, it's just there's, there's rarely ever a feeling of stakes except for a few small moments. And when Yoshi almost burns alive.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, they do make jokes. They're just not very good. That's a big part of it too. Yeah. They make yeah. a lot of jokes that do not land. Yeah, like... I should I
0: I st- I stated that backwards. It's <laughs> it's too much levity is what oh, I meant. I see. Yeah, yeah. It's I was like
1: I was like, "Wait, did I watch a different movie than No, <laughs> no. Yeah. I state I just stated it
0: uh, upside down because I'm stupid. Um, so I also this movie, uh, I was I was a huge Turtles fan. You were a Turtles fan, right? Maybe not as I much was as a, me.
1: Not nearly as much as you know. Yeah,
0: I was like way into it. <laughs> the cartoon and the movies, and I was obsessed. And the uh, musical, you went to that musical, right?
1: Oh, musical? I certainly, yeah, the concert.
0: Yeah, the concert. Yes. like Out uh, of our shells. Out of our shells. I had a VHS tape. I think it must have been on pay-per-view or something. And I recorded, oh, you recorded it. it off
1: the TV. Yeah. Nice. And I watched,
0: I watched that thing. I like, I'd come home from school and put it Dude, on. Dude,
1: Is there a more 1993 thing to do? I know. <laughs> record the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles We're dating ourselves here Onto for a sure. VHS cassette. And watch it TV.
0: until like it, <laughs> the tracking is off. And yeah. Just,
1: until you wore out the magnetic tape. Yes. I,
0: I definitely did that.
1: That's awesome. Um, uh,
0: to wit, I was obsessed with not only this movie and the other movies in the series, but this might have the soundtrack to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 might have been the first album, quote unquote, that I ever bought. Yeah. I, I owned it on cassette and on CD. Um, nice. They even had so, CDs
1: at the time? That's shocking. Yeah, it was
0: 1993, <laughs> man. CDs I guess. These were like a late 80s thing.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, But it was
0: especially hilarious whenever the music cues would hit and I would just, you know, it would just dig into that fold in my brain um, where that song was lodged and I hadn't thought about for over 20 (laughs) years. Uh, And uh, that's a good transition into the opening. Well, not quite the opening of this movie. The opening when you first see the turtles, there's this song and i don't i don't even know what the name of the song is uh those of you playing along at home you'll know what i mean um but the song it sounds like it wants to be we're turning japanese uh but it became it's clear that it's, they couldn't get the rights to that yeah, song
1: it's the legal fully legal knockoff song <laughs> yeah
0: they're like that sounds kind of like it and it fits the song that it fits the the choreo- choreography that we recorded for i'm turning japanese yeah um, before we, before we failed to lock down the rights. Uh, but yeah, this movie opens in Japan, 1603, where it's yeah. actually a pretty awesome opening shot.
1: With yeah. You know, a lot of the period stuff, it's almost like they were shooting a different movie and then they're like, oh, let's throw some turtles in there. <laughs> well, <laughs> like yes. Midway through production. Yeah. They're like, you know what? This is not, this isn't doing well. This isn't testing well or something like that. And so, like, what if we what if we take what we've shot already and add Ninja Turtles?
0: Yeah, we hear they and, needed a sequel.
1: Yeah, right. And they killed their bad guys, so what do we do with them now?
0: Yep. Cool. <laughs> Shredder's dead, spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh so there's some horse uh horseback riding and there's a really bad sword fight. <laughs> and this is like the kind of backyard sword fighting where both people just like hang up their swords or hold up their swords and bang them against each other. Yeah. yeah. like
1: definitely swinging at the sword and not the guy holding the sword. Yeah. And one of them
0: (laughs) always has the sword stationary. So it's really easy to hit. (laughs) Um, So this guy that the samurai are chasing gets captured. uh, And then we cut to the turtles and their, their sewer base dancing to not I'm turning Japanese.
1: Yeah. Their sewer base that, it's actually, what, an underground subway station, right, that was uh, defunct at some point in the past? Yeah. Turtles 2.
0: Yeah, that was another thing I was obsessed with. I was way into this uh, this base that they found mm-hmm. at the end of Turtles 2. Um, it's super cool.
1: It is cool. Uh, uh, it's been so, a train and everything. Sorry. So we, <laughs> we,
0: see, we see the characters and Master Splinter. Uh, it's worth noting that Jim Henson Company... Created the original turtles costumes and yeah. worked to control them in the first two movies, and in this movie, for whatever reason, it was passed off to a different company. Um, yeah, it, it, it might shows. be
1: budgetary. I would say. Yeah, if, if I was gonna guess, yeah, what the reason was.
0: Well, that's that's a common thread throughout this movie. Not to yeah. not to editorialize here. We try and keep the reviewing to a minimum. Oh yeah, but sorry. um, no, I. But, <laughs> We were talking about this before the show, like the budget of this movie was $17 million and and uh, I'm not even sure they used all that.
1: Yeah, but they made, what, four times that, so, um, actually more like two times that, 2.5, yeah. but okay. But still, that's successful. The
0: original Turtles mania was kind of starting to wane at this point. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but they just look bad. Like Leo's beak in particular, his <laughs> teeth are just enormous. And whenever he says anything, it looks like he's going to consume your soul, like a dementia from Harry Potter.
1: I also feel like every turtle, they just look like they have googly eyes. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> Actually very overly expressive. Yeah. And, and
0: and it takes them a second, you know, yeah. like and they have giant to,
1: and they're just like huge and white. Like they just. they're they're like golf balls
0: yeah it's terrifying (laughs) actually my favorite on this rewatch was splinter who basically is a uh E. cheese concert extra (laughs) if you notice you never see his legs he's always looking out of a window so i think he's literally just like an animatronic robot from the waist up um it's pretty hilarious (laughs) (laughs) okay anyway to the movie (laughs) April shows up with a bunch of crap that she got at like a flea market. Yeah. (laughs) Including conveniently uh, an ancient Japanese egg timer, she calls it, which happens to be um, a time travel scepter.
1: Yeah. Just a mystical artifact from, I don't know, this very like gremlin start of this movie. It's like, (laughs) I happened to go to this shop in New York and I happened to pick up this thing. And I don't know. It just looks like trash, but I thought maybe you'd enjoy it pretty yeah. much. <laughs> and uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I guess it was destined to, uh, destined to arrive there. Um, I don't
1: know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest that. Based on well, what I've been I'll I'll come back
0: to why i I might think that. I mean, I don't. I don't think it was intentional, but. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to some weird coincidences later on. So back in Japan, 1603, the, um, captured soldier that we saw is presented to Lord Norinaga. Uh, it turns out to be a son who is conspiring with the rebels to take down his empire or something. There's not a lot of details. It's not no. really clear. Um, <laughs> Also, there's a white British dude there named Walker who's trying to sell Lord Norinaga guns. Um, yeah. I looked this up because muskets. I took I took a little bit of Japanese in college and I don't really, really remember anything. But every now and then words will jump out at me. You know, I can like introduce myself. But I was like, Norinaga, that bo- that sounds like a thing. So Nori, Nori is seaweed. It's like the shit you're... Right, where sushi comes wrapped in, right? And mm-hmm. naga means dragon. So Norinaga mm-hmm. literally means seaweed dragon <laughs> or turtle, right? <laughs> like sewer turtle is basically yeah. what it means. <laughs> That's kind of clever. Uh-huh. So Lord Norinaga's son is all like angsty and mad, and he goes and grabs the scepter, the same scepter that we saw April have in the present, uh, and it lights up and activates and he and april switch places.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's sure what happens.
0: In, including <laughs> including clothes. So That's April That's
1: also crazy. Yeah. That's my favorite
0: part. Which like right away, okay, what's happening here? It's <laughs> it's so um a few things. One, uh it seems to be the exact same scepter, right?
1: Right. So it's yeah, well, it is. I mean, it is definitely, yeah. it's just the future version of that scepter, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. So. Somehow it ended up in a flea market in New York City.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, 400 years later. Yeah. Right. So. Which is pretty remarkable.
0: <laughs> uh, so April ends up in Japan, 1603, like in this holy room, holding the scepter in Lord Norinaga's son. What is his name? His son's name?
1: Dude, I don't remember. Hang okay, on. Anyway. No, I have the IMDU. I have it. Uh, In his son's clothes. Kenshi, I think. Kenshi, that sounds
0: right. Kenshin. Mm -hmm. Um, Kenshin. Kenshin. For some reason, they change clothes, but April's Walkman, which she was wearing and had around her neck, does not transfer. Uh, Yeah. uh, So I guess that it just differentiates between clothes and accessories.
1: Yeah, right. Um, Well, because... When the Turtles go, they at least get to keep all their weapons, right? So
0: Well, not only their weapons, but their bandanas. Isn't that close? Well... El- elbow pads, that's close. Those are, sure. those are
1: glued to those costumes. So <laughs> that's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: actually welded to my skin at this point. I haven't taken this bandage off that my scales have grown over the eyeballs. Um, so, uh, obviously the Lord Norinaga and the others are freaked out. They think that April's a witch. Um, and they accuse her of somehow melting, capturing, um, otherwise whisking away Kenshin. Uh, the turtles meanwhile are freaked out because there's this Japanese dude standing in, standing in their sewer where April once was, and they want to know what happened to April. Yeah. Mm Uh, (laughs) as he is wont to do, Donnie does some computer calculation analysis. Oh my god, he just like rattles off it's high so school good. algebra it's terms. So oh man, <laughs> by the way, we inadvertently uh have stumbled into our Corey Feldman block oh, of time yeah, travel movies be. because he does the voice of Donatello in the Turtles yeah. movie including this one, but he also made his first ever film appearance as the kid who looks up at HG uh, Wells when he stumbles out of the time machine in San Francisco in time after time, which was our last episode. Uh, so inadvertent Corey Feldman time yeah. travel movie block.
1: We'll try to keep it going as long as we can. I, yeah. don't, I haven't done any research, but I, if you I'm could sure recommend there's gotta, us. Be another, <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: there's gotta be more Corey Feldman out there in time travel movies, right? There must be. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue while I, uh, while I IMDB Corey Feldman.
0: So what so what Donatello figures out uh in some quick exposition is that the scepter operates with some mass displacement meaning um Oof. if you're holding the <laughs> scepter the, <laughs> it has to be you have to weigh the same as the other person for it to transfer uh which all right so we're already taking it on faith that this this samurai from the seventeenth century, sixteenth century? When the hell was it? Seventeenth century. Seventeenth century. Yeah. Uh, weighs the same as April, yeah. uh, which like maybe maybe he's shorter. And I mean, all right, yeah. fine, fine. Uh, <laughs> but then uh, the turtles are like, okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna go back, and somehow they don't. They don't know how exactly, but <laughs> they're, not sure. they're planning the on hell. going. Uh, but what's weird is that they know it has to be mass displacement to start with. Oh, maybe, maybe what they're saying is that you can go, but if someone else is holding the scepter, it trades. If you're, they're the same mass, I don't know. They're no, pl- because
1: they're just wandering around holding it. Yeah. And the trigger is that somebody else of the same size has to touch it. Right. Which it's, they could be waiting uh, yeah. forever. Right, it's, it's not a good, it's not a good, <laughs> it's yeah. just not very good. They're
0: like preparing to leave, but also what are the chances that four dudes yeah, that weigh like... the same as much as four well, human-sized turtles? Story, right,
1: um, You're going, the whole idea of this is that both 1604, or whatever it is, and 1993 are running, in parallel to each other. Like sometimes people are touching the thing and other times people are not touching the thing. Right. And like, this isn't the greatest time machine. This doesn't make sense because wouldn't if you, okay, there are four of us. So the four of us, like, you know, all will touch the thing. Wouldn't it just send you to a time when all one, four other people happen to be touching it. Right. Which also? maybe
0: is the case, but it doesn't play out like that.
1: But no, it's much it makes more it seem like than they're,
0: that. Yeah. They're chasing her. Through
1: to yeah. where April just went. There's uh, a whole... This is As time machines go, this is kind of a terrible one. Yeah. Generally.
0: It looks kind of cool. Um, yeah. I mean the looks,
1: lightning. Yeah, the lightning. <laughs> uh, 1993 lightning effect is pretty great.
0: Also, Donnie spits out that um, there's a 60-hour time limit for some reason. Yeah, uh, he
1: just pulls this shit right out of his ass. Yeah, he's his turtle like, ass. He's just like... Okay, we have to be done in sixty hours, which okay. Or are turtle what, soup. What writer just like is like how many hours? Sixty. Like well, that's a weird pick. For they wrote.
0: Me. They wrote the rest of the movie, and then we're like, <laughs> "How long did that take approximately?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, right. It's uh, it's just like a random number, and it's it's basically that the splitting or the the the, the shifting has opened. What I I assume anyway is that while there's those two people are displaced, those timelines are running in in parallel, right? It's kind of like in uh, when we watched Days of Future Past. As long as the gate is open, right? Like the two right. things are happening simultaneously, independent of one another. I, this is this is a lot of work on my part to make this make sense, yeah. but it's so. I guess you could say what how it works is and how they're able to target it is. When April and Kenshin switch, like she touches it and he touches it and they happen to be the same size. And that's, you know, the two teleport is like those two parts of the timeline. And then from there forward, you're in the bubble, basically, of the two things happening simultaneously. And that's how you're kind of able to aim and fire when four of the people, luckily four other people were nearby this thing to get the turtles there. Right. But like, yeah, it makes it's. It's a lot of, they don't, they don't even try, <laughs> which is really funny. They don't try at all to make this make, they're just like, yep, we time travel. We've got to time travel back and we only have 60 hours. And so we'll keep trying, touching this thing. You guys be ready for us. Yeah. And just we'll, in we'll, case. They also we'll say see.
0: something about going next to the thing every, like go next to the scepter every 12, 12 hours. It's so yeah. they
1: can coordinate. Yeah. It's so they right. can do that thing. Like yeah. okay, we both have to be touching at the same time, but it's like, that, again, like this is a terrible plan. You guys well, what's, to what's so, okay. Th-
0: and there's a few other things that are funny about the equal mass display placement. Okay. How much do you think a six foot tall turtle humanoid turtle would weigh? I mean, <laughs> I would say like three fifty. 50, like One, least.
1: Guys, these guys are not small turtles. Like, no, they're, they're ripped. Large-
0: yeah, and they have and they have
1: shells. I mean, that yeah. adds 150 I mean, pounds. Easily. Yeah, it's 100 pounds for yeah. sure. It is.
0: Uh, yeah. And <laughs> so they're changing places with um, Lord Norinaga's honor guard, yeah. who are like decked out samurai, but they're, they don't weigh 350 pounds. Tell you what, so it's so
1: weird. This whole idea is okay. So that's a whole B plot, right? These guys get transferred to 1993 from 1604. Yeah. the art and, art. Yeah. And they just like, get to hang out in our time and like have fun with Casey Jones. Who's like, he's there to babysit. pretty yeah, much
0: Glorified babysitter.
1: Yeah. And there's that plot has nothing to do with anything that doesn't amount to anything. There's no real conflict there. No, you know, it's not like they have to worry about that, that side of it. Oh man, are those guys going to be ready? You know, there's a brief argument with them when Casey Jones takes them to the bar. Well, <laughs> and, and, which is hilarious,
0: crazy. too, because isn't his whole job to make sure they stick around so that they can well, equal He's... mass place back? And Casey's like, apparently just takes them to the bar and then struggles to corral them back <laughs> in time.
1: Well, one, I'm sure Casey, Casey Jones is bored. He's been sitting around for 60 hours. Yeah, But two, he, I guess they only have to be there, you know, at noon or whatever the time is. The every 12 hours, you know. Right. So. That's true. Like For the rest of the day, like, go, go do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these guys are, not they're bored. Well, <laughs> the, uh,
0: they have a pretty hilarious <laughs> mass displacement joke where they're getting ready to go and, like, the scepter is activating. And they can't find Mikey. And Mikey's in his room wearing, like, Hawaiian board <laughs> trunks. <laughs> and the they're best. like, what are you doing? And he's like, well... He's like, I don't want the, if we're switching places, but but not clothes, we don't want those guys to arrive here butt naked. <laughs> and they're like, that's not a bad idea. And he has like other shorts. And then Splinter's like, no, there's not enough time. Like apparently he really wants to see some bare
1: man ass.
0: <laughs> Definitely don't cover up their asses. There's,
1: that's such a weird moment too. Yeah. He's like, no way. We totally don't have time to put on shorts. Sure, yeah. They're just, they're just elastic waistband. Yes. You know, they're basic, they're swim trunks. They're, but they're then. Not this is not taking a long time. No. Except probably that those uh, guys in the turtle suits could not actually put them on. That's probably what we're seeing. Yeah, they probably. Needed contra- mic- they needed a contrivance. Right. Stop them from having to try to put shorts on <laughs> on camera, you mean? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they
0: probably had to sew that one pair onto the Michelangelo <laughs> camera or costume. Yep. Well, but then, then ten seconds later, when they actually switch, uh it it is funny because the the honor guard that switches with Michelangelo is wearing those shorts, but then the other three guys have like this weird samurai underwear on.
1: Yeah, they have their. So they they have- didn't, Randomly. They
0: didn't even arrive naked. I don't yeah. know what they were
1: wearing. They were in these like white. Oh yeah, this, like, uh, like, that's like a hammocks Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's like traditional. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Any, I don't know enough about Japan just to know that I've seen those underwear before in media. I don't know. <laughs> so, I, I don't want to know. That's something. weird, man. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but like I said, elbow pads, knee pads, bandanas also don't go through. So whatever. Um, I bet the
1: turtles get that cool armor, so that's good.
0: Yeah, for a minute they do, in the face Which mask. all fits! Oh man, another thing I was obsessed with, I love those toys. I mean, I liked, I liked all the turtles' action figures, but the ones with the samurai face mask were especially baller. Uh, when you were eight, and a total nerd. Um, okay, so the turtles arrive. Uh, oh, apparently Kenshin was expecting the turtles to switch places with uh, priests like that. The scepter was going to be in the holy room, but they actually switch places with the honor guard, and he yeah. deduces from that there must be a battle. So I guess yeah, they took. They're the s-
1: out in the battle carrying the scepter for moral support or something.
0: Yeah, yes. Norinaga says later that it's his secret weapon, which I don't. I, which I, we've had
1: no demonstration of it doing any weapony things.
0: No, I think it's just a superstitious, yeah, like family guard thing.
1: Yeah. Um, Which, by the way, time out for a second. Superstitious family guard thing, which was buried in a statue. Remember it only becomes in the very beginning when right before April gets there. The only reason they find is because the statue gets knocked over because Kenshin is screwing around. Right. And out pops a scepter. And he's like, what's this? Yeah. Thing that I've never seen before in my life, even though I live here. (laughs) And he picks it up. And April's holding it, looking at it from the flea market, and bam—that's why they shift. It's like, what are you talking about, Norinaga? Like, yeah. just making stuff up.
0: Yeah, he does. <laughs> he is making stuff up, um, but it does lead to hilarious uh, hijinks when the turtles arrive on horseback and are like falling off and yeah. just generally sucking and don't know. Michelangelo what's going
1: on. comes up. Okay, here's another fun thing. Michelangelo goes through time and winds up
0: backwards <laughs> on his horse.
1: Was the dude backwards? All the clothes no, fit. No. It's not like all, it's not like he winds you up don't in know, the armor backwards. Oh, that's true. Have been I, I was hilarious. gonna say you don't know if <laughs> you don't
0: know if Michelangelo's boxers are backwards on the guy though.
1: <laughs> that's true.
0: Yeah. But so yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was something like, about whoops. the way he was positioned.
1: What was that dude doing in the past? Also, if
0: they're on horseback, there's no way all four of them were holding the scepter at once.
1: They definitely were not. So I think they were just near it. Right. Yeah. So none of the rules make sense.
0: No. Okay. Moving on. It's <laughs> definitely a time travel show, you guys. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Some hilarious hijinks ensue. Uh, they, um, they lose Michelangelo, and then they end up going back to the castle with the rest of Lord Norinaga's army. Uh, they sneak in, and they're looking for April, right? Uh, yeah. and here, while April is hidden, enter Elias Codius. Part two. Yeah. Uh, some funny. Elias
1: Codius, Casey Jones in the future is also, he gets a second role because they're paying Elias Codius. They're at least going to make him work.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> if, if they only relegated him to babysitter in the, in the present, they would have created a underusing Elias Codius paradox, mm-hmm, which you can't sure. have. So even though it's not Casey, april's like casey and then he just grunts like some british fart noise and then it's <laughs> it's clearly not him
1: and the fact that they're similar looking never ever rises up to be a thing ever again no it's like nope it's just a dude who looks exactly like the turtles don't even bring it up no <laughs> they're unfazed yeah, like april's like i had a relationship with that dude but i guess i don't need to worry about it the yeah. end <laughs> yeah
0: uh, so that's weird. Um, they bust, they bust April out. They fight some dudes as they're wont to do. And uh, I want, I'm bringing this up only because there's a funny. So you created a wormhole tie-in where they they star wars the hell out of there. Like they mm-hmm. jump into uh, like a sewer trap, and they, I mean, yeah. it's it's like right out of a New Hope where they mm-hmm. fucking slide down this sewage ramp and they end up in a bunch of dung. Only mm-hmm. it's not a trash compactor room with a monster in it. No, just, just outside. Just a protracted scene where they <laughs> land in, in shit and they,
1: um, yeah, they're like they out fall. in the swamp, right? Yeah. And yeah. then they're just, they have to check in with everybody and everybody's like, oh, it's gross here. And yeah. la-
0: later, uh, Raf says something about like, why is there like poop everywhere? <laughs> and, and Donnie's like, did you know that some countries used to use dung as a fuel source? Um and it's just like him being Donnie Nerdy. But if you've seen So You Created a Wormhole, <laughs> we have an entire chapter about how if you get caught in prehistory, how to use a giant pile of shit to power your broken down time yep.
1: machine. Yeah, exactly. So Don't battery out of it.
0: You're not wrong. Um, <laughs> unfortunately they don't end up making a second scepter that they have to power with poop, but it would have been funny.
1: They thought about it for a minute. They did. Then a bunch of shit happens. None yeah. of it has anything to do with time travel.
0: Uh. Mikey wakes up in a hut, being gawked at by children, and not long thereafter, there's a raid on the village, uh, which the turtles are a part of for some reason, right? Are they no. still hiding out? No, they escape. They're like down by the riverbank where. Yeah, they,
1: no, I think they just they find Mikey. They get attacked and, by the
0: rebels, yeah. and they go right. and and when they get back. The rebel village is under attack by um by the british assholes right who they're who are basically trying to incite Lord Norinaga into needing guns, and so they're trying to incite the rebels into being mad, I guess that's what I gather from that right. um there's some like yeah there's some weird stuff here where a building's on fire, and this kid is in it, and Mikey runs in and saves him. Which he almost
1: certainly would have died. Those are some serious I mean, th- flames. Did you see how fully involved that fire was? That was crazy. Yeah, that, that was, kid not, was barbecue yeah, for sure. Everyone was dead. Everyone had died in there. Yeah, including Mike. Including Mike. Yeah, there was um, no way.
0: And then, if that weren't enough, they get him out, and he's only like a little blackened from, <laughs> from <laughs> smoke, and he's not breathing. And Leo, of all of the turtles, has to perform CPR. There is no way that turtle beak ever formed a seal on that tiny <laughs> kid's mouth. Like he could barely whistle through his two front teeth and get air into that kid's lungs. I don't know what's happening there, uh, but they think he's create or like casting some sort of spell on this kid. But he's performing CPR. And they save the kid and deer themselves. Um, so from there, they're yeah. I don't know. It's like you said. There's not really any stakes in the present. It's just the Japanese dudes hanging out. Yeah. Casey Jones trying teach to teach them, them about hockey. Yeah. Splinter trying to teach Kenshin to control his temper. Like, be
1: cool, Kenshin.
0: Yeah, just he's cool. like, "Oh, you are Japanese, and I am a
1: self-Japanese man." <laughs> yeah, from my cage. Yeah. That's the original origin story. He was yeah. just a rat, and he would just watched his owner do like martial arts, and then do his workouts. Yeah, and then he did them too. The end. Like <laughs> and that was it. yeah.
0: Is is Splinter a cultural appropriator? Do you think?
1: I don't know, man. He's a sewer rat. Like, <laughs> I guess he's technically
0: Japanese. He's like a Japanese rat. So,
1: well, yeah, I guess he was a rat in Japan originally. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Exactly. One assumes. <laughs> so at least he's from he's from Japan. Anyway. Okay. Um. So this is what I was talking. Um, this is what I was talking about earlier. About there's like some weird destiny going on because everyone keeps calling the turtles Kappa. Uh, which, to the movie 's credit, is actually Japanese like ancient japanese lore uh it 's like river demons, basically right. um and so they think they're these river demons but there 's uh, not only is it well known among the rebels, but there are these scrolls in the temple at at the castle that show basically like four humanoid kappa. Uh, who basically are the turtles without their bandanas on right. fighting and lord Norinaga keeps talking about how uh, these kappa like take took down his ancestors and he's like now they're coming for me um so it's just it's super coincidental to the point where i'm like okay well you could almost see there being more time travel involved here right like uh donnie even quips like hey look it's us um so it's like, okay, I could see a version where on a longer and more involved version of this story, they they end up back in New York eventually, and then at some point they go back even further and they actually become the turtles that are in that scroll, right. like create the prophecy of themselves, uh, which I, it doesn't even come close to happening. They don't even hint <laughs> no. at that. It's It's just a huge fucking coincidence. It's super
1: not clear why those stupid scrolls are even there. Yeah. Side note, according to IMDB, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 also has the alternate title, The Sacred Skull of Death. So I don't know where that title is. I think that's um, overseas or something. But that's weird. Yeah. All of it's weird. weird. (laughs) Well,
0: (laughs) it's it's just like in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, it's called The Secret of the Ooze. And originally, the secret of the ooze was going to be that it came from Dimension X, and they were going to get into Krang and like all that weird stuff that this original Turtles series didn't have, didn't really have the gonads to go for. Um, Which and so right,
1: like, like yeah, (laughs) but in
0: but in the final version of the secret of the ooze, the secret is that the ooze created them, but they knew that already, so it wasn't actually a secret uh it's just like you know they're like who cares it's a kids movie yeah i will say that at least in this movie they get to use their weapons uh yeah right there's this weird thing where i obviously the first movie for those of you who are listening to this you are you are turtles fans to some degree or you're watching them for the first time the first one's the best movie um because it's an actual movie that happens to evol- involve the teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah but there's this weird thing that, ha- like, the first one's a little dark, and, you know, there's some violence in it, and people get hurt, um, right. and they actually use their weapons. They're not, like, running people through, but there's fighting, and people getting knocked unconscious, and uh, Raph almost dies, and whatever. Right. Um, but somehow between that one and the second one, some sort of, like, ordinance or, or outcry from parents came down I think it, about the I violence.
1: Think it, I think it might have been a licensing deal. I should look that up. Um, but yeah, I think it was like one of the stores, one of the retail outlets. Uh, oh. You know? Yeah. Wanting it to be toned down. I don't know. I'm not for I'm not sure. I don't know if I'm, well, it's I'm like, really remembering that correctly. It's
0: something I never even noticed as a kid. But in the second movie, they never used their weapons. They don't right. ever, which is why you have that opening scene where they're, like, fighting in this department store and they're basically joke fighting where yeah. they're using, like, you know, sand clowns and, and boff swords and other things to, like, mess mm-hmm. with these intruders. Um, and then, you know, later on, uh, uh, Toka and Razor just, like, mess with them, basically. They just chase them around and then splinter Mm -hmm. dies under his own or splinter uh shredder dies under his own power he just like bashes the port and falls and drowns i guess Mm -hmm. so it's like they never once fight with their weapons i guess that reversed for this one where they figured it didn't matter so they actually fight dudes with their weapons in this movie
1: that's a lot more interesting
0: yeah for Uh, sure and which is not to say that the fighting is ever good or interesting.
1: Well, I will say that I bet it's hard as hell to fight in those costumes. And with that in mind, I feel like they do a pretty good job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of like but approximating real martial arts looking stuff. Yeah. There's slow mo so,
0: fighting, slow-mo joke fighting. Yeah. Which I mean, it's, it's gotta be it.
1: tough, but it, it looks, it's not completely unimpressive. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Given the circumstances.
0: Um, Oh, there was a, there is a funny moment where the first time the Turtles see uh, Walker, they're like, whoa, Clint Eastwood, which uh, between that and Time Travel 3, I guess like any white dude in the past is Clint Eastwood. You mean Eastwood, back, to the,
1: <laughs> back to the Future 3?
0: Yeah, what did I say? Time Travel 3. <laughs> wow, well, my brain is broken.
1: It's really but hot yeah, in here. Exactly. Time yeah. Travel 3. <laughs> yeah, Clint Eastwood is not even – not even close like <laughs> i don't know what it's like here what's a name that kids will understand yeah. or have heard before pretty much
0: yeah i don't even know if that qualifies honestly yeah
1: i don't know it's a tough one
0: um so mean in the meantime they've lost the scepter they don't know where it is and and their clock is their artificial clock that they created is <laughs> ticking so they're trying to figure out what to do they're even trying to have the blacksmith of the rebels uh create a new one just like make one just
1: make a new magic scepter for us, one. if you
0: could please <laughs> which april is like really this is your plan you idiots
1: i mean better than no plan at all i suppose right yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're like really into it though they've really they seem to act like it they think it could be a real solution to the problem yeah they seem they even like get them. into a fight over it
0: Uh, Meanwhile, Mikey teaches like the blacksmith apprentice how to make pizza using the blacksmith oven. Um, It's really poor, though. Yeah, it's burnt. And then instead, he invents a frisbee, also (laughs) like Back to the Future Three. Yeah. So the guy who wrote this definitely
1: watched Back to the Future (laughs) Three.
0: Maybe that's deliberate because it's the third one, and it's a time travel
1: movie. Maybe I don't know. (laughs) Um, I'll buy that. I think they were close in release, date, weren't they?
0: No. Well.
1: Back to the Future came out by oh, 1990. Yeah, so yeah. just enough time to see Back to the Future 3, write a script, and get it sold. Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: They were churning these Turtles movies out. It was like yeah. 90, yeah. 91, 93 were the three movies, I'm pretty sure. So, um, It turns out that the rebels were hiding the scepter the whole time.
1: No, Yoshi was hiding it. Well, it was the oh, grandpa. Oh, yeah, no, that's right. It was the grandpa. That's right? right. Yeah. Uh,
0: Yoshi gives it to Raphael because he's like, I don't want you to die. And they were, they were hiding it because they wanted the turtles to fight alongside of them to defeat yeah. Lord Norinaga. So now they have the scepter, but they decide to stay and fight anyway because they've grown attached to these clowns. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: also because... I guess their timetable isn't really that important, one assumes. So. Yeah. Well, they get it in
0: a time <laughs> where they're like, we can squeeze in tomorrow morning, night, or whatever. We can um, totally
1: fight this battle. That'll be a deal. Really yeah. So
0: they go and fight, and uh, they win. There's not really really time <laughs> travel. There <laughs> is a beat, little more at the end.
1: Um, they beat him. They see the scroll, or they, and they get Noriaga, and then he's he has like a whole goofy like uh cartoon explosion situation happen to him oh
0: old, other casey jones is uh is like
1: um oh he betrays them too, yeah,
0: he's like bearded kirk basically
1: mm-hmm. he's like
0: he's he turns the in and for strikes a deal with Walker, so he's a bastard, definitely not our casey jones
1: yeah he was a he was a spy all along, but he was sad about it, yeah so <laughs> He regretted what he'd done.
0: He did. Mostly because April's hot. That was his big
1: regret. I guess.
0: Um, Also, at the end, I mean, this doesn't have anything to do with time travel, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Walker's like, has all of his men surround the turtles and is like, shoot them. And then Leo like, tries to reverse jinx it and be like, you're just afraid to do it yourself. And then Walker's like, okay, I'll use a cannon. And then he blasts the cannon once, and Leo ducks his head because he's a turtle, ha ha, yeah. and misses. And instead of being like, "All right, shoot them," instead, Walker just
1: runs away, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. like he well, lost superstition. You know, They're like oh, he really is a demon somehow, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, when he asks what what. Foul manner of creature they are. They're like, we're turtles. Um so <laughs> I don't know why he never heard of a turtle. <laughs> uh, all right, been so in anyway.
1: Sea for too long. <laughs> they uh they
0: sw- there's a brief moment at the end where Mikey and Raf consider not going back, um which is not earned at all. But <laughs> no Raf especially Raph at the beginning was a little annoyed. He's like, we're just sitting down here in this sewer. No one knows we exist. And then they go to Japan, and they're appreciated, and they actually help people. Uh, And, you know, Raph formed a bond with Yoshi. Um, I don't really know why Mikey doesn't want to go back. It doesn't make sense. He couldn't even make good pizza. Right.
1: Yeah, you'd think if anybody wanted to hang out in the modern era with everything that it entails, it would be Michelangelo.
0: Yeah, well, and Donatello. He even Michelangelo
1: says. Michelangelo is a party dude, though. Yes. I mean, it's in the song. Yes. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> Donatello is like, you think I could live like one day without a microchip or something like that? Which seems. is. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. He's the best. You go, Corey Feldman. Oh, my God. I'm a Don, I'm a Don guy. I don't know if nope, you guys nope. can tell. Donatello's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um so when they when they switch back, Mikey like has a prolonged goodbye and like doesn't quite make it back uh and so he's reaching out for April's hand. No, he doesn't switch in time, and so they switch back, and then the honor guard in Mikey's boxer shorts is still standing there, and they all scream, yeah. "No, like Mikey didn't come back, um, but it doesn't matter because they both still have the scepter <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so nothing changes, yeah,
0: so like. The honor guard runs up the stairs and they're like, "Get him!" Because he doesn't want
1: to go back. Nobody wants to go back to Japan, right? Okay, (laughs) once once they're out of there, that's true. Yeah, they discovered hockey and beer and and fucking medicine, probably (laughs) and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, but think how many like diseases are in New York City that he's not inoculated against.
1: That's true. His his time was numbered. I would assume
0: that time was ticking.
1: Yeah, I would assume that he has a better chance of survival in the modern era, though, as far as like with the medicine available, right? So that could be I don't just know. Like it's possible.
0: Full of shots. Um, yeah, he climbs the if stairs. We're gonna roll
1: the dice on, on diseases. I would say that'd be the way to do it. Go to New York City. Well, you know. Yeah. Well, you're <laughs>
0: you're much more likely to be a disease carrier if you're going from the. Well, I don't know actually. Because there's a lot, there's a lot of diseases that have been eradicated that, like, we would have no defense against if we went to the past. But I also feel I'll like, pass. yeah, we would be, we would also be just like harbingers of death. Like everyone we breathed on would die. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. How that would work. I'm not a scientist.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so far, empirical evidence has not been available. Oh well. Yeah.
0: Uh, so, Mikey and the other guy switch back, and uh, everyone lives happily ever after. It's don't they break
1: that scepter? Or what do they do with that? No, I don't think so. Is they hang on to it?
0: <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't think that gets resolved. They just have it still.
1: Like, no one touched this on account of at any moment you could accidentally time travel to somewhere else. Yeah, so, exactly. Anyway.
0: Don't touch it. If someone else is touching it, you're screwed. That's really a bad way to run a time travel device.
1: Yeah absolutely whoever enchanted that was i don't know not good at it see that's why i'm gonna stick with the
0: headcanon that the turtles actually were the kappa in the scrolls because yeah. if they kept the scepter then conceivably at some point something went awry and they went even further back and they were like while we're here like <laughs> maybe should... it's a tie-in
1: novel yeah a tie-in <laughs> <laughs> or comic book or something <laughs> Yeah. And if not, maybe we should pitch it. <laughs> that's
0: true. Um, that's a long dead continuity. Yeah. Turtles has been rebooted like six times since then. Indeed.
1: Like, What's interesting, though, is how the Scepter is like, if we want to talk about it as a time machine, it is actually like a closed loop, you know, uh, um, time crime style time machine, right? Like it's, you can only go back as far as the Scepter exists. Yeah. And you're traveling between... The scepter at different points in its existence. Right. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, though it's For not clear
0: second. when it gets created or how. Right.
1: Nothing about it is. Cruel. We don't know anything about it. It just fell out of a statue. Yep. And has mystical powers. Yeah. So.
0: like, it's even older from. And then that's again. Again, you could, you could, figure that the turtles are in the scrolls because, it's not that the scepter is even from 1603. It's even older than that. Which means yeah. it's existed for longer, so you can travel back further.
1: But why didn't you travel? Well, never mind. We explained it. Never mind. Yeah, I don't, know.
0: none of it makes sense. No. Um, <laughs> what, well, and what happens if it's being held by, you know, a dozen people across the the years? You know.
1: Right. Well, and that's it, why I was saying that we're getting away with it in our in our application of science to the turtle movie, where <laughs> we're starting with. When April happens to be the same size as Kenshin, so when she when she switches, they lock in that moment in time. Right. You know, as opposed to every other moment in time in which the scepter existed and four people touched it or whatever. Yeah. You know, or so, like
0: you know the owner of the the owner of the scepter before at the flea market or whoever brought it from Japan over to the U.S. or whoever discovered it. Like, why exactly. didn't Kenshin switch with any of those people?
1: Apparently, they were all too. Obese. I don't know. <laughs> He's a little dude. Yeah. right. He's an That's April true. size dude. Yeah. And no one April size had touched this, the scepter before, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I remember, uh, speaking, speaking of time travel, I rem- <laughs> I remember this movie making me think about how movies were made for one of the first times. Um, And not like in depth. It's not like I saw this and I was like, oh, this is how movies are made. But I specifically (laughs) remember seeing the trailer for this movie and, you know, obviously being excited about it, but in the trailer, I should find it on YouTube. Maybe we can link to it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Splinter is in the past at one point, like it's something in something they shot. Splinter is like in the village with them or alone from them, but he's definitely in the past. And then I remember seeing the movie, and that never happens, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> it did not make any sense to my eight-year-old brain. Um, and so yeah, that was like my first glimpse into like shit gets shot and isn't used and re-edited and reconstituted, and trailers sometimes lie, etc. <laughs> yeah.
1: Interesting. So, yeah. This whole movie is. Definitely a case study in shooting stuff and not using it and throwing it away and repurposing it. Yeah. <laughs> I would think.
0: So you mean in selling toys is what you're saying?
1: Yeah. Oh, But yes. indeed. Uh, God, look at that cover art. Jesus. God, it's great. <laughs> it's the best. Um, uh, we, we have
0: a, <laughs> we have a, we have a send up of the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie poster where they're all peeking up from the sewer Oh yeah And the Space Heroes Guide to Glory.
1: I'll link that we, too. Check well, we, it out in the post. We may you you've yeah. probably seen it by now after you've read after you're hearing this. I probably you already saw it in the link. In the link. So. Maybe. May no one looks at that shit. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Phil's no, mad because write. he writes that. I write those. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, it's it's like mashed up with ugh, did I just say that? It's basically mashed up. Usually I'm not into mashups, but this one's really good where it's that imagery, but it's um, a send up of hiding in the, the grates of the Millennium Falcon.
1: Yeah. In the smuggling compartments under yeah. the floor.
0: With the stormtroopers standing overhead.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's good stuff.
0: Um, <laughs> Buy her <our> book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good. <laughs> it's seriously worth it just to see that. Uh, even if you can't read or don't want to uh we were going to talk about turtles in time the super nintendo game but there's absolutely nothing to talk about there
1: well i haven't to be fair i definitely haven't replayed it since i said i was going to do that i forgot Uh well
0: here's my here's my memory of it the time travel conceit is serving two purposes one is to have a variety of levels right like now we're way in the past and now we're in the future right yes. just have foot soldiers riding dinosaurs yes exactly and the other reason is like a convoluted if you want to get into a plot of a dumb arcade game like that is a convoluted way for uh shredder to like hide april and then splinter and yeah. then make the turtles chase him like yeah that's, that, exactly what, that's what you use time travel for <laughs>
1: right? yeah It's so they get to the technodrome at the beginning of the game and shredders like later bros. And he dives through a time travel portal and they chase him through it. And, uh, then there are levels in yep. various places. There's a pirate one. There's <laughs> um, a dinosaur
0: one. Who could forget pirate time?
1: Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I think those are maybe the only two levels I ever got through in my <laughs> whole life. Cause I don't remember any others at all. So meh, shrug. I don't know. Maybe yeah. there's a prohibition one. That'd be cool, right? Uh, there's like, no ex- way there's a prohibition one. This is I, a kid's game. Gangsters, with, no, but you know, like with Tommy guns, maybe. But the Foot Clan. You're I thinking mean,
0: of Moonwalker.
1: <laughs> That's true. It is. It's is Moonwalker. Damn it, Michael Jackson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, next week on the podcast, we've received a couple of requests to do Twelve Monkeys. Uh. So we're going to do that. We're going to do it. Those of you who don't know, 12 Monkeys, the, the movie, is actually based on one of my favorite short films of all time by Chris Marker called La Jetée. So we're going to kind
1: of do both. Um, if you yeah. can find La Jetée online. You can. In fact, I'll link it because I found it the other day. It's on Vimeo, right?
0: Oh, great. Yeah, I think the Vimeo version is dubbed. It doesn't really matter yeah. because no one is. T- it's a French film. No one is talking on camera. The The film is made with stills. So yeah. the, the dubbing doesn't really matter as much as it would if you're watching people's gums flap in a different language. Um, so watch it. It's awesome. And it's what yep. 12 Monkeys is based on.
1: And then uh, watch 12 Monkeys because yeah. it's awesome. Yes. I love that movie. And we're not going to do
0: the TV show in the same episode, but we'll get there eventually.
1: Yeah. Nick hasn't watched it for one thing. I'm behind on season two for another Third, it's long. Yeah, it would take <laughs> too much to do with the other stuff. Yeah, so we're definitely not doing it together. We will get there eventually, though, because I've enjoyed it uh, quite a bit. And it is a really interesting take on the 12 Monkeys Lajete idea. Because, you know, uh, spoiler alert, 12 Monkeys 1 is a loop movie, right? Yeah. And the TV show plays off the idea that it, like it's very aware that it's you know making a loop movie as a TV show. And plays with that idea in some really interesting ways, while still like maintaining the flow of the movie or the show, so that you're like, "What's going to happen next?" You know, right? Um, it does a pretty good job. I think it may have broken its own loop convention in season two, but from what I'm hearing, in a cool way, like in a smart way. Yeah. So that's cool, also. I don't know yet. I gotta watch it, but uh, we'll definitely get there. I really wanna, I really wanna dive in. So.
0: Yeah. At the very least, you need the foundation of the original, original, yeah. and of the original movie uh, to get into the TV show. I think it'll be, Absolutely. That's, that's the order there. Actually, the showrunner was harassing us on Twitter the other day about watching. <laughs>
1: harassing <him>. us?
0: <laughs> he basically was harassing us. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, he was just, <laughs> he, he, was, he was maintaining that each version of 12 Monkeys, La Jetée, 12 Monkeys, and then his show are
1: each their own thing, um, which yeah. I'm sure is very true. Well, that's exactly what I mean. Like it's, they're all really cool riffs on the same sort of underlying premise of time travel yeah. and they all seem to be doing it in a really um, intelligent way. As far as I can tell from the TV show, I really liked season one and it was doing a, a very good job of kind of like tapping what makes 12 monkeys cool and while still understanding the, the, the like sort of meta sciencey, more time travel story aspect of it. Right, it didn't feel like a tack on or anything like that. It really, it knows that it's a loop movie. It knows it has to get there eventually, so yeah, it's good. I liked it.
0: Uh, so watch Twelve Monkeys for next week. If you have any turtle questions or questions about any of our uh, previous podcasts, please send them to Twitter at Time Travel Guide or um, at uh, per- well, not at Facebook.com/slash Paradox Pod is yep. our Facebook page. You can like we have us on there. a Facebook
1: page now.
0: Um, also keep leaving us reviews and subscribing. That makes us feel good. I think we're up to like 10 five-star reviews out of 10. So Yeah. Uh, and also we've... helps
1: us like justify spending the time doing this. So thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you totally. for that. Making us not feel dumb.
0: Uh, and if you want to tag us both personally, uh, just for maximum harassment, to ensure yeah. your question
1: will get answered, I'm at HeWizard. wizard. I'm at Phil Hornshaw on Twitter. That's what that oh. is. Also, Nick will definitely answer all your dumb turtle questions, and he probably knows the answers to most of them. Yeah, almost so. assuredly. <laughs> so Unless yeah, it's about it. the new movie, which I haven't seen. So. Yeah, we haven't seen this. We haven't seen Out of the Shadows yet. We're still about it in the shadows. We're going though. We're gonna climb out. We're gonna get out of our shells and see that movie. So,
0: until next time,
1: Kawabunga dudes. Cowabunga!
0: Psh. <laughs> that was the ha- that was their dicks. That was their. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gonna rock the town without being seen Have you ever seen a turtle get down? slamming and jamming to the new swing sound Yeah, everybody let's move Vanilla is filled with the new jack groove Gonna rock and roll the place With the power of the ninja turtle Ice Iceman, you know I'm not playin' Devastate to show what the turtles are saying.